Welcome to our Monday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 9, verses 2 to 8. In these verses we come to another important point in Mark's Gospel. The disciples have acknowledged who Jesus is, the Christ, the promised Messiah. And Jesus has begun to make it clear to the disciples just why the Messiah has come to die on the cross for our salvation. The fact that Jesus has come to be a dying Messiah causes some concern, confusion, misunderstanding for the disciples, especially Peter. And so Jesus now allows some of the disciples to have a glimpse of where things would end up. Not a dead Messiah, but a glorified, kingly, majestic, triumphant Messiah. And this is how Jesus is revealed to some of them on a high mountain. The some of them are three, as we are told in verse two. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. The question in our mind may be, why these three? Commentators give suggestions, but ultimately we do not know. It was Jesus's sovereign choice. And there are things in our Christian life that we do not know the answer to. Jesus won't give an answer. And we have to rest in the fact that it is his sovereign choice. But it will always be a wise, perfect, faithful choice. And we read in verse two, he was transfigured before them. The Greek word that has been translated transfigured in our Bible literally means changed in form. And there was a substantial change in Jesus's form, as verse three tells us. His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. This substantial change in Jesus's appearance, this transformation was a momentary transition from the concealment of his divine glory to the revealing of that glory. Jesus's majesty, glory, purity is momentarily on display. Peter in his second letter, chapter one, verse 16 says of this event, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. There was a glimpse of what we will all see of Jesus in heaven and when he returns to the world. In verse four, we are told, and there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. So here are Moses and Elijah standing with Jesus. They are the representatives of the law and the prophets. And as J.C. Ryle says, They appear as witnesses that Jesus is he of whom they spoke in old times and of whom they wrote that he would come. Only Luke in his account tells us what they spoke about, his, Jesus's departure. The Greek word literally means exodus. Remember in the Old Testament, the exodus from Egypt, led by Moses, accomplished the deliverance of Israel. 
Here there is a greater deliverance to be accomplished, a greater salvation by a greater exodus. And I don't think that this is lost on Peter. He has just said to Jesus that his going to his death can't happen. But here the great Moses and Elijah recognise that it will happen in the purposes of God. And there is another witness to who Jesus is in verse 7. A cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. If you know your Old Testament, then a cloud was the sign of God's presence and he would speak to Israel from the cloud. So here is God making himself known in a way that these Jewish disciples will understand. The importance of the words, listen to him. This is God saying to the disciples, maybe especially Peter, listen to all that he has to say, including what he has just said, and will continue to emphasise the cross and resurrection. And whilst these words are a rebuke to Peter, they are also a declaration of Jesus' authority as teacher and ultimate prophet. As J.C. Ryle says, the last words of the voice from heaven are words that should ever be before the minds of all true Christians. They should hear Christ. He is the great teacher and those who would be wise must learn of him. Join me on Wednesday.